0: Ladies and gentlemen, these and thems, weavers of all races and subclasses, welcome to This Dungeon is Occupied. My name is Illadine, and together with Thorn and Bone Daddy as your hosts, we wish to help you as players and game masters from the aspiring to the veteran with questions, ideas, and interviews for your next tabletop role-playing game experience. Welcome to This Dungeon is Occupied podcast. <laughs> um, we're reading something very dark, so I'm giving a... Darkness warning: a villainous, vile, uh, warning uh, triggers of all shapes and sizes, uh, including but not limited to alcoholism, uh, torture, uh, necrophilia, sexually, sexually depraved <laughs> acts that that are terrible. Um, yeah. We will not condone anything (laughs) done in real life of this uh, book, but uh, this is a 3.5 PDF called The Book of Vile Darkness. If you have read it, you know exactly why I'm giving a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. If you have not, you have been warned. Uh, We're not going to talk about everything. Uh, It's, you know, 225 pages. But there are some interesting things in this book that can be used at almost every table, and as we always advocate, make sure that you talk to your table, know where your your hard limits are, where your lines and veils are, um, and make sure that you don't cross those lines. Um, you know, there is a way to do body horror without crossing lines. You know, there's a way to do horror in general. Uh, and evil things without making your players uncomfortable and mm. if they and this has happened to both Bone Daddy and I but if they say oh yes it's cool and then you start getting into it and they're like oh maybe not you can always dial it back you know take some time talk to your players you know make sure that as you as you describe certain things um, like the entire page of torture. Uh, maybe they're okay with torture as a fade to black type thing. You know, like oh, the evil guy is torturing the so and so NPC, but we don't have to get into it. It's just know that he's being tortured, and that's not cool. Um, anything to add on that one, Bo, Bo Daddy?
1: <laughs> no, you, you're you've hit it right on the head. Okay. Um, honestly. <laughs> Honestly, this is really cool. I I think this is really cool. Yeah. Um, Book. And I feel like they should combine this with Van Rickman's Guide. Because Van Rickman's
0: Guide seemed a little too... Soft. Too soft for me. Yeah. But then, you know, also going as far and as hard as having a Cancer Mage um, might push some buttons uh, for some people. It's true, uh, cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot. So, I I like taking certain aspects of this, um, especially like there's I- in the the prestige classes uh, section, uh, which is chapter five. They have a demonologist, which is cool. Um, that you can either play as a uh, a character or just use it as flavor to kind of help your your backgrounds and things. And I think that that's more of what I want to talk about today is just taking some of this stuff and adding flavor to a 5e campaign. So are you sure you don't want to talk about necrophilia? I am absolutely positive. I don't want to do that. Uh, but, you know, I'm okay with talking about the Disciple of uh, Balzebub. <laughs> Lord of the Flies, Lord of the Lies. Beelzebul, with your sly skill, your dark power, you are the master of my soul. (laughs) I just... yeah. The disciple of Balzabul is a liar, a cheat, and a thief. She's more likely to kill a paladin while he sleeps than face him in direct combat, using deceit and trickery to get what she wants, betraying even her family or closest friends to achieve her goals. Her abilities make her an astute uh, revocator... And a sneaky backstabber. But she can wield her lord's powerful influence with everything from devils to flies if she needs to. I just... Wow. It is just so dark and awesome. And the art is amazing. Um, sitting on a throne with your foot on what looks to be like a severed orc skull. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, these things are cool. You, it's, it is definitely difficult to transfer 3.5 over to 5e simply because some of the, the bonuses and like the sheer amount of damage that was 3.5, like it was straight math, like there there was a lot of math. They got to be straight math. <laughs> um, shut up, Robbie. <laughs> um, it was it it was a lot of math. Okay. Um, and it has to be straight math because you don't like it. Um, (laughs) got him. Uh, but yeah, there's things like, you know, a base attack bonus of plus eight. Um, without like any, there's, there's no, no rings. There's no magic items. There's no feats. It's just, yeah, you've got a plus eight. Congrats. Um, (laughs) whereas to get a plus eight in five E, like you've got to have like proficiency and, and extra things, to make those rolls higher i mean i'm looking at tables that are like damage 50 there's no like you know 3d6 damage is just straight you know 50 damage right to you um so use these with um i don't know a grain of salt i suppose uh how would how would you how would you go about changing something from 3.5 to 5. Um,
1: well, if you're a discipline of Beelzebub, um, you can play a Warlock, um, True. the Pact of the Devil and, uh, or Pact of the, I, they changed it, right? It's not Pact of the Devil anymore, but I just think of it as Pact of the Devil. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I think it's like Infernal Pact.
0: Oh, um. I'd have one- to look it up. I'm so rusty on Warlock yeah definitely Warlock Pact 5e Boom. uh full guide I don't want that uh wiki dot uh la 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 let's see otherworldly patron Pact magic um give me the packs Pact of the blade Pact of the chain Pact I think it's Pact of the chain maybe Pact of the talisman and Pact of the star chain those are the four, one, two, three, four, five big ones.
1: Oh, it's um, it's not packed. It's like you know how you're. Can have a fae. like
0: oh, you're talking about like an otherworldly patron, yeah, um, yeah. But it's not
1: otherworldly. It's or it's not the a noble. It's like. Fiend. Infernal. Yeah, the fiend one. Yeah. Yeah. Fiend patron. You can that. Yeah. Fiend patron. Um, it can be Beelzebub. Um, I mean, you could, a lot of those abilities could be translated to like, what are those things that warlocks get? The, the, um, Eldritch, um, like abilities. They get every No, the Eldritch abilities they get, like, they can have like side of the devil or something like that. Oh yeah. Well,
0: for this one, like for fiend, it's called the dark one, like dark one's blessing, dark one's own luck dangerous resilience, like those features.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you can add that to it.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and you can just write your own. I mean, honestly, like you can come up with your own Eldritch art. I think Eldritch archetypes. I don't know, what are they called? I cannot think today. Apparently, <laughs> Warlock. Where art the uh, Warlock? There you are. Boons. They're the creating Warlock right
0: here. Don't worry, we'll edit this out in the regular podcast.
1: Eldritch Invocations.
0: Invocations. Man, neither yeah. one of us can think today.
1: Yeah, and the Eldritch Invocations, you know how you get those every couple levels? Yeah. You do that. And you could, um, with Invocations, the cool thing is you can come up with your own Invocations, like one specifically for, for your um, specific, like, uh, path. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a worshipper of Beelzebub, you can take some of the the 3.5 abilities and modify them to add them onto your elevation vocations.
0: Hmm.
1: For example, I was just looking at this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, one of them is... Well, some of these are like spells too, like Insect Plague. Yeah. And Um Yeah,
0: the- so I mean, if you were going to like change spells, you know... All you really have to do is focus on balancing for five e. So, like, if it's um, I'm trying to find a specific spell, evil spells section. But um, they have
1: they have sneak attack. Yeah. So you could just give them. You could just give your warlock
0: the ability to sneak attack. Yeah. Um, like just the regular five e. Yeah. And then, and I mean, there's some stuff like I mean, just random random spell, like this is a a bard spell, first level, um, cheat caster rerolls when determining the success of a game of chance, like that's just advantage um, it's just a you're using a spell slot instead um so I I guess just looking at ooh, demonic domain spells, interesting Uh, you told me this is Beelzebub this is Balzubel Balzabal
1: Not That's how not how you spell
0: Beelzebub. I fixed it when I said it. Beelzebul. 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 Yeah. I fixed nah. it. I fixed it. <laughs> there's, um... Because when I first read it, I thought it was, but no. Uh, there's also Orcus. There's, um... Asmodeus. Yeah.
1: And... Beelzebul is... An Archon. He's known... He is known as Lord of the Flies. Because of his webs of intrigue were so tightly woven that not even flies could escape. But the form he was cursed with by Osmodius earned him the title of the
0: Slug Archduke. Because he's a slug. He's a slug. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to have to edit so much of this because we're so quiet. Um, so anyway, going back to changing things from 3.5 to 5e. If you look at the spells, uh, there are some things like the first spell... In the, the, the spell category on page 84 of the Book of Vile Darkness, not trademarked by us, is Aberrate. It's a transmutation spell, and it says level Sorcerer Wizard 1, um, so I would just make it a level 1 spell. Uh, components, Verbal Somatic and Fiend, uh, I would just leave it as Verbal Somatic. Casting Time 1 Action, that's fine. Range Touch, that's fine. Target 1 Living Creature duration 10 minutes per level i mean you could do that i guess or maybe like 10 minutes per level of spell like you can upgrade it saving throw is fortitude so that uh that's like constitution i'm sorry Uh, is this a first level spell says Level Sorcerer Wizard 1, yeah. The caster transforms one creature into an aberration. I would change th- that. Not, that's not a level 1 spell. That can't be. The subject's form twists and mutates into a hideous mockery of itself. The subject's type changes to aberration, and it gains plus 1 natural armor bonus to AC due to the toughening and twisting of the flesh. For every 4 levels, the caster has up to a maximum of plus 5. Oh, that's fun. That's actually that could
1: be a that could be a first level spell. I mean, if there's like requirement, like you can't just become an aberration, like and look at the the aberration, like um, stat block, stat block. But yeah. if you're only giving them plus one natural, plus one armor, and to their AC, and giving them hit points, like it's not really a. Do yeah. they turn
0: back? Yeah, after t- <laughs> after, t- after ten minutes per level. Uh, okay,
1: that sounds. That's terrifying. I like that. That's right? actually really
0: cool. Yeah, so like it it could be fun as far as like, you know, changing an enemy into an aberration, like if it's I don't know, if you have finally gotten all of the legendary a- actions uh, or legendary resistances away from a dragon and just turned it into like a really small aberration, that could be hilarious. Um, oh kind of my God. <laughs> There's an enchantment spell called addiction. Yes. I mean, some of these are are rough. Um, and I've actually mentioned one, um, that, uh, has grape in the name, you know, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's some, there's some interesting, interesting ones and the art is diabolical. Um, said so it has great in the name grape, you know, like the fruit, but without the G it's, uh, it's mind grape. Oh, <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> Uh, But some of these are fun. Uh, Flesh Armor. It's an abjuration spell. Prior to casting Flesh Armor, the caster flays the skin from a creature of his size and lays it upon his own flesh, wearing it like clothing or armor. Once the caster casts Flesh Armor, his skin develops resistance to blows, cuts, stabs, and slashes. Uh, The caster gains damage reduction of plus one, I guess. So, you know, it's... I would just change that to just having resistance to uh, bludgeoning. What, is this? what slashing? was this? written by Cenobites? Jesus. <laughs>
1: like uh, Death by uh, Thorns? Um, just, what? <laughs> yeah. It's literally the thing the Cenobites do. They rip people's flesh off. Mm-hmm. picture shows. I can't believe that's an actual spell. I'm looking at it and I'm like,
0: no way. <laughs> no, these are fun. Imprisoned Soul Necromancy. Uh, cleric level 7 spell. Uh, by casting a prison soul, the caster places the subject's soul in a receptacle, such as a gem, ring, or some other uh, minuscule object, leaving the subject's body lifeless. While trapped, the subject takes 1d4 points of constitution damage per day, until dead or freed. The rituals to prepare the receptacle require 3 days to cast the spell. Receptacle must be within range, blah blah blah. Um... And you just imprison a soul. <laughs> um, Li- liquid pain. Liquid pain. Yeah, I was looking at that. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: oh, wow.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like the masochism spell. <laughs> For every Mas- 10 points of damage, the caster takes in a given ra- ra- round. Uh, he gains a plus one luck bonus on attack rolls saving throws, and skill checks made in the following round. The more damage the caster takes, the greater the luck bonus. It's possible to get a luck bonus in multiple rounds if the caster takes damage in more than one round during the spell's duration. Material component, a leather strap that has been soaked in the caster's blood. (laughs) Preserve organ. (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling, like, this is, it's interesting to read. It is. Uh, Power leech. Uh, yeah. Psychic poison, reality bond, uh, resonating resistance, rotting curse of Erfrestra, Uh Let's see. Pagesum. Pagesum. <laughs> uh Consumption, slow consumption. Soul's treasure lost. Uh, spider legs, spread of savagery. Some of these uh, stop heart. Let's see that one. Uh, necromancy, level four. Assassin, cleric, sorcerer, wizard five. Uh, Range touch, one living humanoid or animal. Channeling hatred and spite, the caster calls upon dark power to give the subject a massive heart attack. The subject suddenly drops to negative 8 hit points, then negative 9 hit points at the end of this round. If someone immediately makes a successful heal check, DC 15, or somehow gives the subject more hit points, uh, they stabilize. Otherwise, at the end of the next round, the subject reaches minus 10 hit points and dies. So... You would just have to, like, change the, the numbers to match up with 5e's mechanics for death. But that's fun. Heart attacks.
1: Wow. I want <laughs> Tongue Serpents. Oh, yeah. That's cool. You want to read that one? Tongue Serpents. The caster's tongue becomes a little but powerful serpent that he, that he may spit up to 30 feet away. But the serpent then makes a bite attack using the caster's melee attack bonus and dealing damage to the tiny viper. The caster may create one sub serpent, one such serpent for every four caster levels, spitting each one in a standard action. At The end of the spell's duration, the serpent becomes bloody bits of organic matter, the material component of serpent's tongue.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, a so, thousand evils. Yeah, wave of waves of pain. Uh, wear doom. Wall of. Can bones. I have access
1: to all these spells? <laughs>
0: Uh, we have to homebrew them to five E, but yes, that's why I gave you that book. I, I, I'm with your character. I'm going dark, like you. There, half of half of the backstory, but be- behind Erlin uh, is is rough, man. <laughs> um. So anyway, listeners, because uh, I don't want to bore you with us reading this book too much, but there are. Cool magic items in the book there's cool spells I I think I just want to get the listeners to understand that um, you can look back at any edition of Dungeons & Dragons or even other tabletop games like Pathfinder has great uh, bestiaries that I use um, that all you really have to do is change the mechanics of the stat block to match whatever edition that you're playing. In this case, we, we tend to play 5e. So looking at spells, looking at items, looking at uh, monsters, things like that, and just changing it to your game, you know, our motto is steal everything. So have yeah. have fun. I mean, um, it's really
1: interesting to see the comparison between like this, this horror that mm-hmm. came out and the, the most recent horror, like I keep mentioning Van Rickman's Guide because Van Rickman's Guide has like some really like, it's very much a monster, mm-hmm. monster centric um, source book. And then seeing this, this is like, like, oh, you really want to get dark. Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. like if you want to take it to the next level, the book of Wild darkness has got you. Yeah, (laughs) I feel
1: like there should be a um, like a combination. Like they should fuse these. I could see that.
0: Yeah,
1: they might have to take out a couple things. Um, definitely. Yeah, Uh, but I could I could see it happening.
0: Yeah, and I do like that they they stat blocked most of the um, lords of of hell. I guess lords of the abyss, because we have. Orcus Stack Blocked, Gratz, um, Jublix the Faceless Lord, I think there's Asmodeus. Uh, you know who the Demon Prince of Knolls. So, I mean, even if you don't use it to the T, uh, like you were saying, mix it between this one and, you know, kind of getting an idea from Van Rickman, Van Richten. Um, it could be it could be fun to have a, a horror slash evil campaign if you want to go that route. Evil campaigns are interesting. Uh, you know, so it, I, I think that sometimes it can be hard to play an evil campaign. Because uh, hopefully your table is not outright <laughs> just evil murder hobos all the time. All the time? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I don't know. Do you have anything to add before we just end it? For mm-hmm, a- no. No. It's a. I know it's a weird episode, and I apologize if this isn't your bag of tea, cup of tea. Yeah, um, <laughs> just gonna skip over that. Um, but find find a PDF. There's all kinds of stuff on the Google, and uh, use that to, for your games. Steal everything, and uh, if you have a certain PDF or module that you would like for us to actually like dive into and talk about specifics it would most likely be like a one uh, a two to three parter of like if i was going to break down um horde of the dragon queen that would be a two-parter to actually break it all down and talk about how i would run that module but if that's something that you guys want to do let us know in the email this dungeon is occupied podcast at gmail.com or in the comments uh, section of certain places that you get the our podcast. And if you're a patron, you can talk to us in the Patreon chat uh, or in our Discord. And I think that's it, right, Bone Daddy? Mm hmm. Okay. So without further ado, remember to check your dungeons because this dungeon is occupied. What's up, weavers of the realm? As always, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, If you haven't already, click that like button and subscribe or follow us on your chosen platforms. It goes a long way to help us grow. Uh, And if you liked the intro music that we just used, it was made with the help of The Hobby Hub on YouTube and Saturn Imaging Production Company. Uh, Also, if you want exclusive content like NPC of the Week, Discord access, and behind the scenes, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisdungeonisoccupiedpodcast. And of course, the link to our merch store, social medias, and all the other podcast uh, platforms are available on our link tree in the show notes. Good luck in your games, steal everything, and have fun.